ourselves back deeper into a state. The return. That's my mind is feeding by a whole known. Asking God to help him, are you hearing me? Girl is telling me she don't know what she wants. Lot of demons creeping up the living underneath. Gotta take a minute, y'all trouble fall. Feeling something, no, I can't ignore my instincts. Back just where I started, it's the same old damage songs I need. Trying to find it on the right track. Oh, wanna be just for the free act. Mm. Talk to him, he don't speak back. Mm. Can't lose, I'm in the third act. Lord, seeing me swerve. Do this to my loved ones, I've got some nerve. Don't think I'm not sorry. Give me now, hey, this time I'm ready for it. Can't stop this boring me, can't stop this boring me, me, me. Give me now, hey, this time I'm ready for it. Despite this boring me, despite this boring me, me, me. I'm in before, I'm in before. Can't stop this boring me. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installation, another episode of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Bastion, you are muted, my G. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. There we go. It is your Trinidadian Panamanian poppy, rude boy, top gunner, Sakpanya Mada, Giovanni Anglin. What's going on, people? Yo, yo, what's going on? It's Bastion. This uh, offline and burnt out. Recording live from Queens, Gio is in Brooklyn. What's going on? And we just want to thank everyone once again for tuning into this show. It's been very humbling to receive a lot of phone calls from people who who listen to the show but call in through other shows and know that, you know, I'm normally doing some audio engineering. And I like the fact that y'all call in, y'all talk to me about how much you love the show, although the show's not on at the moment. So we appreciate that so much because it takes a lot to do this show. I mean, yes, this is live. It's live at midnight until two in the morning. You know, we went from 5 a.m. to now 12 o'clock at midnight. So it's been a big leap. It's been a major step, but we are here. We are here for you. We do this for you and we do this for us too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it keeps us on our toes. It makes us connected to the world. Like I cannot just like shut down Twitter forever. It's like I can't because I need to focus on the show by the end of the week. So that is that's true. The way I look at it. And the best way to support us is please go to blackseinfeld.com because that is the website where we upload things every week, which gives us the which gives you rather the latest episodes. It gives us your YouTube. It gives us everything basically. SoundCloud, yeah. Stitcher Radio, Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube, like I said before. The whole media front that you think. So for Instagram and Twitter, we have Black Seinfeld NY. And if you have any questions, please email us at BlackSeinfeldNY at gmail.com. And for all you Gen Zers out there, we are also on TikTok. TikTok, yeah, we're, we're there. That's it's right. nice. It is it's, nice. It... Corvette, Corvette, hop out in the whip, Corvette. When you walk like that, when you talk like that, do, 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 do. Did like I do the that whole correctly? structure, and I don't know any of the dances. Don't ask me about any of the dances. But the whole structure of TikTok really is uh, nice and clean. It has a very nice UI. It has mm -hmm. a very clean homepage. 
and the minute you open the app, they kind of throw you in the video section, which is a lot different from Vine because the Vine was a little bit, uh, I could say, uh, maybe a thousand pixels by a thousand pixels, so everything was very square in the beginning. So you already, so it kind of parallels to how Instagram is today. Mm-hmm. So the reel is just like the entire phone, and I have a big phone that's all screen, so it covers up my entire phone. So I, I kind of like the TikTok UI. Yeah, I like the fact that it just drops you into videos. Like you just you just start watching videos, and sometimes I do get hooked on these videos. I'm not gonna lie. I'll take like 15 minutes just scrolling through videos, see what's happening. I'm only hooked if I'm looking for a particular hashtag or a particular song. So if there's like a particular uh, song dance that like that I see a lot of people making jokes or is the new current current form of meme. Corvette, like Corvette. Like, no, no, no. Just like the, so anything current, like any type of current meme, people just like talk about it. I, I usually just go check it out. Okay. Now for me, it's just whatever they just put on the phone. I'll just watch. I don't go actively looking for TikToks. That's not my lane. My lane is more with the Twitters and the Instagram. No, you can see a joke because most TikToks are on Twitter. So you see a joke, like people using a voiceover or something. So you want to see like other uh, creative ways that other people are using that same voiceover. It could be like 10 seconds or 20 second voiceover. It's like, oh, I wonder how they did it. Like, I think I made this reference before, but uh, YNJ, he made a song called Kakashi. And that was in a lot of people's TikTok because sometimes when he raps, it looks like he got he gets distracted while he's rapping. So yeah, that that was just a funny song. I went to go listen to the regular song. I was like, wow, this is a good song. Mm. Is he a good rapper? Yeah, I, it's he's only a good rapper because if I feel like he does it purposely. That's that's the thing. It's like you got to be very meta about your own rap to the point where it sounds like you're freestyling. Every song sounds like a freestyle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what's crazy about TikTok now is the fact that. People people can just make songs for TikTok in the fact that it's only for a small window of seconds that people will just clip. And quite possibly the rest of the song can suck except for those 15, 30, one minute clips. No, it's the same thing. I think one of the first, not one of the top first songs that blew up on TikTok was that Mia Khalifa song. Mia Khalifa got a song? No, 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 not listening. It's a song called Mia Khalifa. It was a diss record. It has nothing to oh. do with Mia Khalifa input. It was just a diss record at Mia Khalifa. But there was a part of it that was <laughs> trending. Wait a minute. Why were they dissing Mia Khalifa? Time. Because the it was a stupid misunderstanding because they were dissing Mia Khalifa off a fake tweet that wasn't real. Okay. So when you have Gen Zers that don't do research and see a fake tweet, it's like, I feel mad. I'm going to diss Mia Khalifa. Oh. But that's kind of the origin of the song. If you even Google it and type in TikTok song, it'll, it'll be the first music video that pops up. The whole song sucks. But as you said, they'll clip like maybe 15 right. seconds from Those the song. Those 15 seconds would be gold. Those 15 seconds of gold. And when I check out to hear or uh, watch the music video for the whole song, it's like, wow, the song sucks. Let me get to the best part. This is great. Everything after that part sucks. Yeah, so. like like the Busset Challenge. I like I like the beginning part of the Busset Challenge, but that's it. Like I remember hearing the full song one time on the radio, and I'm just like, "Yo, after those thirty seconds, like I don't want to hear it anymore. Like that's it. You overstayed your welcome." 
So the song is called um, I Love Friday. Me and Khalid. That's this uh, group. It's I Love Friday. Oh. And it has a parenthesis, like, TikTok anthem, parenthesis, hit or miss. It's like, oh, that's just, like, not neglecting marketing, but, like, sad marketing. Because imagine you're the team. Well, imagine you and your friend. You create a song. You call it Mia Khalifa. And then a TikTok transforms it to a TikTok anthem. Then transform it. Forms it to hit or miss because people don't know that the song is called Mia Khalifa. The first words they hear is hit or miss. Mm. So they're just going to Google hit or miss song and yeah. that's it. So yeah, now you got to change the song to hit or miss. Yeah, because if you just put in Mia Khalifa, some. No, no, it doesn't say where, because back then no. TikTok didn't show where the song was. No, no, I was just going to say if you just put in Mia Khalifa on Google, you're just going to get some, some Pornhub links, probably. Yeah, yeah, but. No, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like no one knew it was called Mia Khalifa. Got you. At okay. all. They didn't know. It's like when they look for the song or they use Shazam, they're they bumped into that. It's like, oh, okay, I didn't know. But they kept like, oh, here they're missed. Like, that's all they know about the song. But now TikTok is very, very uh, industry standard oh, now. Of course. So they have to put the song in it, and they do have to pay the artists. People are getting signed. Record label. People are getting signed because of songs that blew up on TikTok now. That's how it is. That's yeah. the game. Sort of like what happened with the SoundCloud era, which I think is finally over with. It's been done now. It's over. No more SoundCloud era. I think SoundCloud has rendered itself... No, I th- first of all, SoundCloud is still popular, but not as popular as before. I'm talking or like... Or not as popular for uh, A&Rs to look for yeah, artists on. like the little pumps of the world and and those guys, they're, they're done. <laughs> they're done for. It's over. I still think those guys would still be able to make it off of YouTube algorithms, TikTok algorithms, but still putting the song on SoundCloud. So as long as you do all three, you're still still fine. According to J. Cole, you have about three years left. You got three. I think so, too. Especially... No, before they end up in love and hip-hop, because of the 1985 effect, as it likes to be called. Not everybody's going to make it. That's just the way it works. I know, but J. Cole was trying to tell them, but they didn't want to listen. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't listen either. Because imagine someone telling you you have to change up your whole style. And when you change up your whole style, you lose all your fans. That's not that's true. If you, don't, if you change up your style. Name, name one person that changed their style and kept all their fans. All of them? Yeah. Okay. Well, when you change up style, you're not everyone is going to come with you, right? Then the f- I think my argument has answered itself. But no, when you grow as an artist, of course, some are going to fall off from you. But, you know, once you grow as an artist, the key is longevity, right? Which mm-hmm. is what some of these artists or some of these young kids didn't really think about because they got real hot real quick off of a song or a couple of songs. So they wanted to ride that wave out. And then they come out with the album. The album sucks. Look at what happened with YNB Namir. His album is trash. Everyone is clowning it. It went triple plastic right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Only 4,000 mm-hmm. sales. And shoot, like, like that's all you hear about Namir. Corday is out here. He's with Naomi Osaka. He's a spitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's good. Namir? Well, <laughs> well see, that kind of... Uh, Lil Pump, you... Lil Pump, gotta be out here. Always gotta do something crazy to get some attention. Whether whether it's endorse Donald Trump, 
call Joe Biden Sleepy Joe Biden, make an XXX Tentacion reference or or a Juice World reference or or just something in order to get his name out there. Lil Xan, when was the last time you heard Lil Xan? Exactly my point. There you go. Yeah. Well, like I say, it kind of fits within the box of um, the music that you're making. If the music is hot only for the moment, then that's it. If you're making mm-hmm. music in general, you're going to have different styles. You could go back to like 2008. Um, of course, this shows how old I am. It was like That's like my favorite era of internet music. But like Kid Cudi came out through. You heard his um, album. He was making you know different type of songs. To, uh, the cool kids, they're making different type of songs. Mm-hmm. They're just going all over. There, there wasn't really a formula. Like, yeah, you could have the backpack rapper rap style. There were ten every, versions of Crank That. But everybody's like, uh, uh, music was just completely different. That but nowadays, true. like, hey, if everybody's using the same drums for the trap beat that they stole from Lex Luger, then uh, that's just that's just the way it is. It is. That's just it's, the way it is, bro. Some people can make it sound nice, but if it's a group, it can only last uh, maybe a year or two before they break up and, and try the, to do their own solo stuff. And the fact that a lot of these um, these music production outlets are available to the mass, available to the masses. Like I know you use Ableton. I know a lot of people use Ableton as well. Like I remember Kenny Beats would just be on Ableton live, like making beats and stuff, and using these specific drums and. Like he would say, like during the chats or whatever, people would would point out what drums he's using for this particular beat. Yeah, see that that could really be bad for you if you're up and coming artist. That's like my only uh, recommendations: don't be so uh, uh, pack obsessive, drum pack obsessive, because then you're just gonna have like like maybe like a hundred gigabytes of drum packs, and you don't even know how any of them sound like. So, like, you should go through, listen to what you like, and just keep working with the same ones until you fit it, fit a style. Yeah. So, yeah. Kenny Beats is good, though. I, I respect Kenny Beats and his stream on Twitch. Same. Kenny Beats has a lot of great projects with a lot of great acts. Like, I remember last year, Trash Talk came, came back and did a project with Kenny Beats. Of course, you got Rico Nasty, Denzel Curry, Vince Staples. Big fan of Kenny Beats. Oh, Zach Fox, of course. We can't leave Zach out. I think he has a couple of the baby records as well. Oh, Every really? He went platinum. Yeah. Okay. Good for Kenny, man. Oh, so, yeah. He's all so over. happy. That's why him. he doesn't. I think that's why he's not really interested in like being like full time streamer. Got to make a lot of money off it. I guess he makes a lot of money just off the music. Exactly, and he wants to make money off the music. He, he that's where his his passion lives. You know, yeah. music. So pretty good it is pretty good how how are you doing though bro today's earth day by the way happy earth day to everyone that's listening or bashing as your people like to say earth day my people yeah earth day yeah that was everybody hates chris reference earth day anyways yeah my day is doing fine my week has been fine been consistent Mentally burnt out from some from some private stuff, but yeah. it's all good. I'm not mad. Bastion, I've learned something recently about you just 45 minutes ago, and I think it's an interesting conversation to have because I'm questioning your black card right now, sir. I'm not black. I'm Haitian. It's just <laughs> Touche. But nah, I'm black. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Bastion here does not like mac and cheese. 
I'm shocked about this. Why don't you like mac and cheese? Or better yet, macaroni pie. Macaroni pie. Um, all right, let, let's like be very specific. Specific. We were talking about uh, macaroni. What do you reference? You said shrimp macaroni, right? I said shrimp macaroni and cheese. Dude, that was I, from that was from Don Nico's over on Jamaica, which yeah. I said was one of the best mac and cheeses I ever had in my life. And because they know how to season really well, too. Okay, so my reference, it's in terms of that. Mixing, it could be meat, it could be seafood with mac and cheese and putting it in a bowl. If you go to any restaurant in Manhattan, they do the same thing, lobster mac oh. and cheese. I think that was like the most overrated nonsense I ever tasted. It wasn't in a but- bowl, though. It was in It was in a pan. It, it, yeah, it's in a um, cast iron pan. No, aluminum pan. Well, for okay, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, well, same concept, right? Right. But right, right. once in the city, be in a cast iron pan, so you can't Facts. really touch it. So, so I don't like it because one, I don't care for overdose cheese, right? I just mm-hmm. don't care. Uh, two, most, especially your homemade stuff, could be like plastic and fake, right? And that's kind of like the American style: craft, craft powder cheese. Mix it with milk. It's it's just disgusting to me. Words. So that's that what, gives uh, a bad taste. That's what but, Marie gave Malcolm. Yeah, but like in my yeah, see, like that whole scene and yeah. Marie. That's like that's just bad writing because I just don't care for that scene. Anyways, <laughs> so in general, I'm Haitian, so they'll do like a uh, macaroni and cheese, but it's not really macaroni and cheese. The it's same macaroni as pie. It's, it's oh. Pie is like in a circle object. You'll be in like in the more in the Pyrex, and you bake it, and then yes. you put cheese on top, and it's like the whole you know thing. The Caribbean so, yeah. way, Caribbean way. So yeah, I don't mind that, but I okay. just don't care for when you're using excess like cheese and making it looking, uh, making it look very goopy and dense. What about mashing? You remember that one time when you graduated, we went to Del Frisco's and they came out with truffle mac and cheese and we thought yeah. it was fire. Yeah, it's all in your head. <laughs> what do you mean? It's all in your head. Truffle. Truffle is just really all in your head. If it feels like it's a higher level. I've I've tasted truffle mac and cheese since then, and I'm not too crazy about it anymore. Maybe because I've kind of gained like now I'm a little further away. From mac and cheese, maybe that's why I don't like it anymore. But uh, truffle on pizza toast is really good. I recommend that for you, definitely. Wait, what? Truffle on pizza. Truffle on pizza. Ooh. Yeah, I recommend that for you. So it'll be very hard to smell, mm-hmm. but just like don't breathe in and just eat that slice of pizza. You'll enjoy it. Okay. So that's why I recommend. But yeah, at one point in time, yeah, Del Frisco. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. But uh, you know. Things changed. At that time, I didn't eat steak. That is I true. Eat, I didn't eat rare, almost rare steak. Almost cut my own gums. It wasn't now, rare. Anyways, I don't remember. I don't remember. But now when I go out for a restaurant and I order steak, you know, I get the medium and I, I'm able to eat the whole thing. Good man. I couldn't. Good man. I didn't finish that day. Yeah, that's true. You didn't. I couldn't finish that day, but I'm pretty sure if we go back, I'll be able to finish it. I still can't do medium rare, man. My stomach won't allow it. Medium is is fine for me. Can't do medium rare because my stomach's like, nah, dude. Anything like anything less than medium? Yeah. You mean? Okay. Yeah, just medium. If I order my steak, I need a medium. I can't do medium rare. I can't do rare. I can't do blue steaks. People who do blue steaks, you're wild. You must be a vampire or something. 
Blue Stakes was so tell that to the audience. Was Blue Stakes? Oh, Blue Stakes is basically it's it's damn near still Muin. Like it's the rarest form of rare. People do that. People do that. People are is, weird like that. Are they qualified to like make sure it's clean and the blood is good? Make sure the cow's not sick before eating it. I I guess. Well, you mean the the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you won't do a blue steak for a regular steak. At like a, you won't do it for like a oh, twenty five dollar no. steak. Hell no. Do it. If you're getting like, blue steaks at Applebee's, kill yourself. No. <laughs> All right, so we're not. <laughs> okay, so that's I'm sorry, that was harsh. If, if you if you're going to Japan for some nice steak and it costs like over eighty dollars, try to get that blue. You know, word that that wagyu beef. You know the the marble. It's all about looking at the marble. Word. That that's the concept that people are looking for. But yeah, you know things change. So yeah, I, I don't care for mac and cheese. I I don't care for cheese as much anymore. I'm moving away. I'm a oat milk, but really a coconut milk type guy. So that's kind of the direction I'm going. So like, <laughs> I, am I leaving the cheese territory? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Dairy. All right, so I'm not mad about that. The only thing I don't mind eating with cheese is pizza, but I have to kind of make a mental plan for that. I have to mm. plan it out two weeks in advance. Do you take like cheese pills for that, or or no? No such thing as cheese pills, but like yeah, dairy lactate, pills, lactate. Yeah, there you go. Shout okay, out to lactate pills. I always have three on me at all times in any bag, any car, any pocket. Always, because you never know when Got someone's going to give you something with dairy. It's that like, is true. Right, gonna ruin my day. Listen, Bastian, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm still humble. Okay. I remember the days of having mac and cheese and hot dogs, all right, for dinner, all right? That's where I came from. I came from the grit, struggle, the grind, all right? This was humble me, okay? I can't relate, bro. See, because you're privileged. Let me stop. You're privileged for home cooking, yeah. The rice every day. Shout out to white right, rice and beans. What about what about uh, so spoil, white spoil. rice and uh and corned beef? You never you, you ever had that for dinner? Corned beef? Yeah, corned beef. I grew up a vegetarian. I don't have oh, like yeah, meat dishes. Right. Dude, I on, forgot. On Deckington. Dude, I, I have, the I only meat dishes I have on deck is chicken now. That's it. There was okay. like beef. No, absolutely not. Like if something that's consistent throughout the month, it's chicken. There's no beef. There's no goat unless it's from Haiti, like straight from Haiti. That's the only time I ever get goat. Wait not a like local goat. Wait a minute, you can't have goat unless it's from Haiti. Yeah, I tried all the. Uh, yeah, I tried like a bunch of spots in New York. Yeah, Jamaican curry goat. You can't do it. No, well, no, I, I kind of do like uh, all my Haitians don't like the griot style. Okay. My favorite type of goat is like when it's baked, so it almost looks huh. dry, but it's still nice and greasy. Baked goat. Yeah, so I'm not the goat drenched in sauce. Like you can get away right. with that, but that doesn't show like the full taste. It's just the sauce saving the goat. Mm. You understand? But when you bake the goat, you know, make it a little bit dry, but it's still greasy because you know it's just the fat from the goat, and you're eating it almost like a pork, like griot. If you could do that with goat, and I've only seen it for Haitian goat because it has this sweet taste to it. Oh, when I'm just eating it in America. Know. It's just like all salt. It's all, it's all, all gamey. Game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. What, I was just like, about to ask you, how do you know if the goat is Haitian or not? Like, how dude, do you how do you know? Off rip the sweetness. I, I swear, like this is the flaws of growing up as a vegetarian because your palate is 
a bit updated. more refined. It's more refined, and I and I think it's a flaw. I think having a flawed palate is better for you in the long run. I, if I take a bite of a McDonald's cheeseburger, my head is going to spin. One bite, my head is going to spin. But if I go to Bear Burger, real. get that Bison Burger, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Well, yeah, the McDonald's burger isn't real. No, but I, I don't want to suffer. I'd rather just take the bite of the burger and continue. <laughs> it's cheaper. Bison Burger is $15. <laughs> McDonald's, you know, get a... <laughs> I don't want to say on a live air, but like you, when you get those two burgers, put it together in McDonald's. It's, you know what I'm talking home, about? Yeah, it's it's homeless make, children. It makes something. So you know, <laughs> yo, I remember one time. Sorry to cut you off, uh, but I remember one time. R.I.P. Donnell. He was like, "Yo, bro, you know McDonald's meat is made from like missing children." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and he showed me this YouTube video of this guy saying, or or who who pretends to be like one of the McDonald brothers, right? He was like, "Yeah, you know, our 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 beef is missing children." I'm like, "Bro, that's not real." He's like, "Yo, bro, it's on YouTube. What are you talking about? Like this is them?" I'm like, "Fam, no, no, man, no." No, no one's self snitching on YouTube, you know. Vimeo, maybe, but YouTube, no. Hey, those, exactly <laughs> just about to make that joke five dollars fifteen dollars for that i was designing my portfolio and i was using vimeo to uh because it's just nicer than youtube yeah it's and professional so i was like all right i got one i made another video i was trying to put it on vimeo it's like oh yeah i pay that nine dollars a month like no no mm-hmm. I, I pay like twelve dollars I put, what, in total, like $15 for both my websites, including Black Seinfeld, and also I have to pay another $15 to actually use the website. So, no. Yeah, no, you're no, not no using... No more memberships. You're not actively using Vimeo either. No, not at all. I'm not deep pockets. I shout out to the people that have videos on Vimeo and hasn't updated anything in, like, five years. Yo, so. a lot of people that use Vimeo are actual, like, filmmakers and all that stuff. Yeah, but they haven't updated much in five years. It's more profitable to make more money. You just put it on YouTube, you know. You ever been on Daily Motion? Yeah, that's a classic ugly looking UI, uh, very bright blue, very yeah. chunky looking, looking like uh, the new iMac, twenty four inch Pro, that Apple is about to drop. So yeah, I, I remember Daily Motion. I have not seen the Apple press conference i just had no interest in in watching it because we say this every year apple doesn't do anything innovative anymore when it comes to the technology all it is is aesthetics the most innovative thing they've done is what they're doing recently with the m1 chip i could tell you that's very innovative on like a very very high caliber part like very very high level the downside is like you can't upgrade anything whatever you get you buy like my imac I had to upgrade the RAM from 16 to 64 in order to actually do all these YouTube videos that we're doing now. But, like, if I buy the new iMac... You can't do that. You can't buy parts anymore to upgrade? No, you have to buy whatever you want, like, straight as as, as is. And so see, that's buy awful. One, that's god-awful. It's kind of where technology is going at the end of the day, you know? If, well, no, it's, no, it's most not. Tech, for mostly, like, laptop technology. Okay, laptop, iPads, yes. Computers, and, no. Hell no. But you ha- no, no, no. So you have to understand what you're using the computer for. If you're using the computer to, like, render, like, 3D um, AutoCAD videos, yeah, it makes more sense to either get, like, the Mac Pro 
where you're mm-hmm. um, able to add more graphic cards to it than an iMac. But if you're designing, like, you know, cover letters or whatever, like, yeah, oh, just right. get the well, iMac. Well, of course. If you're designing videos that are, like, 15 minutes long, max 25 minutes, yeah, the iMacs is great. You do the whole thing in 8K, no problem. But you're trying to play video games, yeah, you have to build a computer. Exactly. That's it. You have to build a computer. But that's why I always tell people, uh, buy two computers. Bro, just have two computers. you don't got money like that, B. Save money. Don't don't eat for like don't eat good for three weeks. Don't eat regular like eat steamed vegetables for three weeks or ramen noodles. No steamed vegetables. See, I didn't say ramen noodles because that's not healthy for you. But steamed vegetables is good. But you still need to eat like chicken and like you, have carbs in that diet. You get a little bit of vegetables in there. It's a little dehydrated vegetables and ramen. No, you don't don't eat ramen. Ramen is the lost cause. Ramen has no longer meant what ra- well, like fast packaged ramen is meant to. Hey, listen, anymore. do not disgrace fast packaged ramen, okay? Ramen has gotten saying. us through so many hardships, my no, friend. No, that's what it was designed for. You know, I seen those. Like, exactly. It was designed for hardships. All right, I'm not. I'm not getting those freaking spicy ass noodles and and doing the damn noodle challenge. Right, I'm trying to survive here. Okay, shout, shout out to, to everyone that's using ramen noodles to, to survive another day, okay? You do not go unseen. I see you. We see you. I see you. But yeah, steamed vegetables, you know. Throw some steamed chicken in that. Tasteless. Ew. Blend it together. You know, that, <laughs> that sounds horrible. That's that workout plan. Yo, speaking of steamed chicken and, and vegetables, I remember rewatching mm-hmm. this clip from Oprah, right? And this clip from Oprah, this lady won... She had a million dollar winning recipe for this chicken, right? That she that she made with I think it was like Eggos or something. I forget nah, what. It was um French toast dips. French toast dips, okay. Waffle and French toast dips. Waffle French toast dips. And so she's on the Oprah show recreating this million dollar award winning chicken, right? And once she was done, Oprah went to try it, right? And Oprah was like, um, did, did we add any seasoning to this? And, and the, and the lady was like, no, we didn't add any seasoning to this. But, you know, Oprah was being really nice. She said, Hey, I think it's good. But, you know, if we added a bit of something to it, it, it would be a lot better. Um, for those of you who are wondering, yes, the lady was white. I'm not saying anything else, but you know, you can draw your own conclusions. That's what they taught you in English class back in grade school. So yes, she was a white lady who did not season her food that won a million dollars, by the way, just, just going to preface that again. And she served it to Oprah. I always had like a mental scope. like, mate, you know, sometimes if you're eating like bad chicken, only the skin tastes good. And mm. when you're like eating the actual chicken from the meat layer, it's like it doesn't taste good. Like you're kind of giving up on the food. Right, That's just... what I think. I think they probably did a, like a one bite judge test and they're able to get that like skin. And the skin could be like nice and sweet. Mm. That's true. But, but she, she put like what collard greens on the side. And, yeah, like, she, she did toast. like some, yeah. some sort of stuffing with it. Stuffing French toast. Yeah. And you know, like white, damn it. White people love sauce, okay? Whenever you watch cooking shows like, like Chopped or Cutthroat Kitchen, they always add some, some freaking sauce to the dish, all right? Define sauce. Um, sauce as in like some sort of glaze, um, some sort of, 
you know, they take the spoon and they just do a little design on the damn plate. I actually like those things. Those sauces are actually really good and under not underappreciated, but like underused, especially in like our Caribbean culture. Because we do like a yeah, more of a don't... soup type thing. We do stew, soups, Stews. sauce. So, you know, if you're doing like a whole meat, you take the spoon, you still see the oils and, you know, you throw it on top of your rice. But some meat, like especially like fish, if you could make like a puree on the side of it, like uh like a sweet potato puree, mm-hmm. put that on the side with like a beautiful uh steak or something. Right. Not even steak. I think a good yeah, you know, like, like a steak, a small steak. That that that'd be really good. Bro, I'm telling you, like the sauces, they're they're really good. I tasted like a lot of nice sauces and out there. My issue is when you don't season up your food proper, proper, so you rely on the damn sauce to do the seasoning for you. Like you sometimes put, it's, I think sometimes it's fine. I think if, for in, instance, if, that chicken, right? That chicken is not, it's not fine. Exactly, she had to rely on the sauce that was glazed on the skin, but then the chicken itself had nothing to it. You know what I mean? That's the issue I have when I watch some of these shows because, like, a lot of these judges are like, "Oh, I just wish there was just some sauce to go with it." I'm like, "Bruh." What's up with you and sauce all the time? Like sometimes like certain foods are, are you just need to know how to season really well and have good ingredients. Sometimes you don't need sauce. And uh, yeah, I'd like to agree to that point because if you're making chicken, it's like, like I said before, it's like everyday meal. You can eat chicken like three times a week and you'll be fine, right? Absolutely. But like you can't eat steak every week. You, you no, shouldn't. You can't. But for, for that, you could have your, your sauce with it. You know, I think the last interesting steak I had was something like peach. Like a peach, uh, it was like you know, peaches, a little bit sauce and steak. That was really good. Peaches, sauce and steak. Yeah, it was like a peach type steak. Huh. Yeah, and that was really good. Okay. All right. You never had those type of things. No. Yeah, well, it was it was really good. Yeah. So what you're gonna uh, tell me next? You put a one sauce on it too? A one sauce is nothing bad. I actually talked spoke to a lot of people from the like the South and from the Midwest and say, hey, like, you, do you guys hate a sauce? It's like, no, we like a sauce. We use a sauce all the time. It's like, oh, you make your own steak sauce? It's like, yeah, but like, you're not making it every day. Listen, like, oh, I like a okay. one sauce too, just not on like really good steak. I like putting it on my burgers. The burgers with a one sauce is fire. So it it goes to the point where if you're in a restaurant and you're eating it with A1, it's up to you, the choice. Like, as long as you're not, like, gouging the whole thing with A1 or you didn't even take a bite without the A1. Like, you know what I mean? Your first bite should be normal. You chew it, you know, it's like, okay, I had my fun. And just give me the A1 sauce. I like A1, right? You know how you, you have kids that like their chicken fingers? It's like, oh, oh this yeah, is good. Facts. Like, give me the ketchup. Give <laughs> yeah. me the ketchup. Give me the ketchup, right? So, same concept. <laughs> nah, man, it's not the same concept because chicken fingers are, are universally a very reliable meal. It's very, I'm not going to say cheap, but you know, it's, it's very affordable. It's, it's, it's all about where you're from and where you if at. You get if, a, you live... if you get a tomahawk and you, and you want A1 sauce, I feel offended. You, you shouldn't care. Because I that person, if they're asking for A1, they're, they're more veteran than you. Because they've eaten it all to the point where it's like, I don't care. Give me the A1 sauce. It's disrespectful. 
That's how it is. It's a culture thing. And the same concept as coffee, right? I could have that. I have that same biases for espressos. Like, I hate um, Starbucks espressos. We, I, hate, I, I, we both hate Starbucks. We're, we're actual baristas, no, I, though. I don't hate Starbucks because they're doing things that other baristas don't want to do. Which they're is coffee. Like, I'm telling the masses. But if we had less Starbucks, that would be that would be very safe for our environment. But at the end, no, end, of, end of the day, the if we want like good espressos, we'll have to go to a good bar that knows how exactly, to Bastion. Uh, make their own beans. Bastion. Their own beans. We're, we are baristas, okay? We didn't have to rely on using an automatic button to, to, to pour some shots of espresso, okay? I did. Well, my first year. I told you that. Oh, you did? My, yeah, that was like later in my second time as a barista. Everything was hand machine. You've seen the machine. Oh, complicated. Okay. That, that's what the guys people. That's what the people use in Italy. Well, I'm a but. purist. Okay, I went from the. I went. It was all hand. Okay, I didn't have a, an automatic button. All right. Okay, so I know how to pour a real shot of espresso, unlike Starbucks. Okay, I don't like their coffee, except yeah. for strawberry acai. Always. Yo, to be completely one hundred percent with you, they need the machines. I know because. Oh, okay. So, I, yeah, 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 I know. For the audience, they need the machines because to get so much customers, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I were to hand make each espresso at a Starbucks, take 10 minutes. there'll be a longer wait line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I know. I so, know. I just I just don't like it. That's all. I respect that. Except respect for strawberry acai, of course. The the goat. I respect that. Facts. Um. So, should we actually, like, start the show now? Because we literally just talked about nothing for the past 40 minutes. We're going to get into the first song. Let's get into the first song. Sure, let's get into the first song then, man. First song of the week is one of my favorite tracks. This is from Reason off of his latest album that came out in 2020. This is called Extinct, and this is featuring Isaiah Rashad and J.I.D. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to 99.5 FM WBAI New York. This is Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Yeah. I take my licks in the storm. Do me raw. Yeah, still until six in the morning. Sun half flooded out the wrist to reward. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I'm trying to hold that. You can't control that. I bought the Rari, the Tesla, then I got the throwback. I used to ride it. Behind it, it was black as Kodak. And I recall it like a picture that is really that sick. Big screen lyric shit. 16 near it. Say for you leave, can you in the mirror yet? Baby, I got too many not to mention them. I don't even know their names, but they be feeling it tough. They want to touch me like undercovers and anacondas. Before you can go purchase your Gary Paytons, I'm really not everybody. Sipping and talking bad is your daddy. You shouldn't f with these f***s. We yeah, the record. I f*** when I'm bored. Rich from the poor. Drunk high, stumbling off the f***s and record. Smooth even when I miss, I'm a score. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. Say I don't agree with you talking. I ain't no regular. You think they're calling me him? I'm a competitor. Level a young veteran. Mole lines to editor. Why you think we top dogs? Different. I've been that since Hove was big pimping. Flying, there ain't no gravity. Say something slick. We on your line like a family plan. I used to throw up gang signs out my granny new van. Just some young hood. No guidance like Drake and Chris. My latest. Make this elevate they pin. My new chick always say she ain't no basic. She will tell me why we always argue over basics. 
That's crazy. 2020, we can burn one. I done took way too many L's and I ain't earned some. No more buying bags for that can't afford one. No more getting brain from bitches that I can't learn from. Look, we done went from H to the Izzo to now a bunch of with all the gimmicks show they more than Lizzo. I stayed the same like grenades when I took my pen out. I used to ride through the six with my boys, kicking your door. Psychoanalysis, I feel like Sigmund Freud. Video vixen, she copped it from the store, said, Damn, now make them like this. You are doorbell dumb, looking for crumbs in the cracks of a couch in a madhouse. I laugh out loud and shit I'm mad about. Cash cow or mad cow forever cashed out. Back pedals and tackles just turned into the rap route. Mac Robin with Max after he maxed out. Caught him again, minimum chance he get back out. Scoping the lens, we was kids with bubble wrap, oblivious to the fact the candy lady was a trap house. Sliding through the city, I'm like sliding the stones. I got the fam in the blicky if you eye me wrong. So the cop, it ain't the 50s. I popped this chrome and I would not be wrong. Next stop, yeah. Home. But you know, I'm some I was knee deep in the Delix. I am legend that explained all the will that carry talking real big will like Ferris. Top exit from the greatest. Newborn babies, that newly apparent. I take my licks in the storm. Give me raw. Yeah, still till six in the morning. Said I had flooded out the rich to reward. Damn, they don't make them like this. Yeah, I watch what I'm bored. Rich from the poor. Drunk cars doubling off the they record. Video vixen, she copped it from the store, said. Damn, they make them like this. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned into Black Seinfeld Show About Nothing. That was Reason featuring J.I.D. and Isaiah Rashad with Extinct off of the 2020 album Reason came out with called New Beginnings. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. And please follow us on all of our social medias. That includes YouTube. That includes Instagram. That includes Facebook, Twitter, Black Seinfeld NY. Please search that up for all you YouTube viewers. Hit that bell icon to also get the latest updates of when we're uploading new videos. Smash that like button and also drop a comment because it helps us with the algorithm. And we just want to thank viewers like you. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Now let's actually get into some... Real topics, real things that's been going on. COVID update, COVID update, COVID update. So apparently the U.S. State Department said this past Monday that it will boost its do not travel guidance to about 80% of countries. And the reason why they're doing this is due to, quote unquote, unprecedented risk to travelers due to the COVID-19 pandemic also, um, there's been a lot of quote-unquote uproars in different countries that are deemed to be now unsafe, such as, um, <clears throat> let's, let's see, these following countries have now been added to the level four do-not-travel list. Um, countries like Chad, Kosovo, Kenya, Brazil, Argentina, Haiti, Mozambique, Russia, and Tanzania. And I find this crazy that fashion that the U.S. is advising against, you know, traveling to these certain countries when, you know, over here in America, you know, we, we've got so much ish going on here as far as COVID, as far as uh, police brutality, as far as hate crime on the rise, as far as just crime in general, um, mass shootings. Uh, I, I just find this hell of ironic. 
yeah, this country thinks they're so safe. But at the same time, I I was trying to understand what they were trying to do with this if it, it is to contain the coronavirus because there is, and we have been seeing an uprise, especially in New York. You know, you know, we have it shut down, all the rules and regulations. You go into restaurants; it's really easy to get it now. Mm-hmm. And what what are we doing really as as a country? Are we closing so we can slow down the pandemic, or are we just closing because there's things going on in those countries? And I always find it interesting that the countries they list, they're the ones that are having problems getting the COVID vaccines mm-hmm. because all the ones that are very popular right now. They have no interest, and we spoke about it last week on last week's episode. They have no interest of giving those vaccines out to the world. And I also find it ironic how majority of these countries are mainly predominantly black. Just saying. Yeah. Chad, Kenya, Brazil, Haiti, Mozambique, Tanzania. Surprised to see Brazil there, but they're it's, uh... mostly black again. Yeah, definitely. But I yeah, find it, it ironic. Yeah. That all the so, black countries you say not to go to, that makes me feel more comfortable to even go in there now. Yeah, and the CDC didn't even comment on it, so it's something separate. This is like something uh, the U.S. government did. Yeah. By itself. Yeah. The U.S. State Department. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, the, once again, yeah. I just find it hella ironic that, you know, America chimes itself to be like this, this holier-than-thou a country right now when we have a whole lot of problems going on right now still yeah and there are uh increase of people taking the vaccine which is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, so if you're able to do it, especially if you're a new yorker over the age of 16 try to hop online and try to make that appointment to get your vaccine not getting johnson johnson anytime soon there so you, you go. better take those hopes and put it down the drain that's ain't right happening anytime soon take them two dosages b Two dosages. Shout uh-huh. out to the two dosages, two times. Oh, well, Bastion, this past Tuesday also was 420, and now that cannabis is legal here in NYC, there was this thing over in 14th Street, I don't know if you know this, where um, there was this um, there was, there was these, uh, there was this group, basically, and if you showed them your vaccination card, they would give out free joints to people. This was right on Union Square, 14th Street. I don't know yeah, if you've nice seen this. Yeah, nice marketing screen scheme. I don't want your joints. Your joints garbage. Where are my illegal dealers at? Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the illegal dealers out there, black-owned businesses. We support you, Kings. To an extent. Um, black-owned business to an extent. Anyways, because uh, <laughs> it's the real plug. Right. Real, most likely the plug is not black. So, <laughs> right? That is true. That is true. So, so at the... I was going to say then the marketing that these whoever came up with that, like, yeah, we give you a joint if you're vaccinated. That's so corny. Free joint, too. Yeah, you're corny. Whoever came up with that. So then you get no, you're corny. You're cornball. But back to what we're talking about, um, COVID is like, yeah, it's you know, we're a whole year in around this time last year. We did not have the show. No, I think we took a couple weeks off because we had no idea what was going on. Exactly. And we didn't know, know the direction. Um, also, yeah. a year ago to this date, the first episode of The Last Dance aired, too, and I rewatched it again this week, and I'll just like Where? to say, what, The Last Dance? Where did you watch it? Oh, Netflix. It's still on Netflix. Oh, so Netflix got the curses blanked out. No, it's actually um, uncensored. It's uncensored now? Yeah. 
Okay, at one point in time, it had the censored, and ESPN Plus had the uncensored. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, um, Netflix has it now uncensored, so okay, I rewatched okay. it, and once again, best documentary, and Michael Jordan is a sociopath. Oh, yeah. I think that was the best part this entire time. This man, this legend. Yeah. Everybody fight for the sneakers, you know. This, this <laughs> man is a sociopath. But, yeah. I just want to uh, win. And if you but, don't want to play like that, then don't play like that. Yes, sir. So let's let's get into the news. The real the news that we're kind of building up to. That's just right. We started, uh, we started on a lighter note. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, I was going to mention the Dave Chappelle podcast drop-in, but forget it for now. Talk about that next week. Whack. Oh, okay, cool, cool. You agree. I'm upset, too. But anyways. Well, if Yassine Bey is there, it's like, you know, might as well push him to cool drop, part. like, the three albums that you have in your pocket, right? You know, he don't want to do music like that anymore, Bash. No, but he, he has, like, finished projects. Like, he has finished projects where, like, ASAP and Kanye were like, oh, yeah, this, this is going to be great when you drop it. And it's like, okay, all this hype for five years, and he never did. A beautiful. beautiful Those albums are, are going to come out just as much as Detox is going to come out, all right? It's not Crazy. happening. Those albums, no, those albums are finished. That's the worst part. It's I finished. I know. It's Detox just going to stay happened. there. It's just going to stay there in a vault somewhere. And, you know, it's just going to stay there. South Africa. Word, bro. <laughs> but, man, everyone got a damn podcast now, bro. Why Dave Chappelle got to come out with, with a damn podcast? It's actually... with, Bla- with Black Star. It's going to be so funny. It's gonna, and that's the issue I have with it. It's gonna be so damn good, okay. Yeah. That's my main issue with it. It's gonna be Le- so good. Leftists, many leftist black people on Twitter do not like talent quality anymore uh, wait, at all. Wait, why? What do you do? Uh, well, we're really diverging from the topic, but he 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 was harassing a woman on Twitter like constantly, like just bragging, like brag, like just keep attacking her every single day because she made a comment that Tom Quali did not like. And, you know, like most things, you make it last for a day and then you move on. But mm-hmm. he kept going at her. Berating over her? Over, keep berating her for over a month and so. Really? So that's why he's banned on Twitter. Like, he's not on Twitter anymore. Wait, Talib and- Quali's banned on Twitter? I didn't even knew this. I don't yeah, follow yeah, Talib yeah. Quali on Twitter. Yeah, like he he was take, he was he was giving some good takes every now and then, but he's kind of equivalent to, like, Ice Cube on Twitter. So. Oh. Not, not, not in the sense of going the wrong direction. Okay. It's, like still has a mind, but went the wrong direction, but it's like, has a mind went way wrong in, in the aggressive way. And you've pretty much lost your audience. He's but just, yeah, he's just trying to get by. Nah, it's just like, sometimes I think generations show the difference. Like if you're not up to date or you can't correlate with what's really going on, you might just lose a crowd very quickly. So I, yeah, I guess you didn't get the joke. I, I guess that went over your head on that one. Nah, I, I get it, but I didn't okay. care for it. Okay, fine. Anyways, um, the Derek Not Chauvin, the so Derek okay. Chauvin trials has finally come to conclusion, and Tuesday, four twenty was not only a day of getting high. Well, it was a day of getting high because we were smoking that Chauvin pack, ladies and gentlemen, because. After many weeks of the trial, after many weeks of hearing the defense try to conjure up some BS defense, sort of like how conservatives 
say that, you know, the votings were rigged. That was basically the defense's um, argument, which was it's all about perspective. It's all about, you know, what we perceive to have happened is not really what happened when really what we saw happen was what actually happened. I hope I made that sound correct. <laughs> sometimes two plus two is four. All right. And sometimes what we see is actually what happened. And so finally, after only what seemed like 10 hours mm-hmm. okay. of deliberation, the jury came in and they were given their, their um, deliberation. Derek Chauvin, a.k.a. Smoking That Chauvin Pack, was found guilty. Second degree murder, guilty. Third degree murder, guilty. Second degree manslaughter, guilty. And what made it even more sweet was the fact that they requested for Chauvin to go straight into custody that means, hey, that bail that you had and you were outside, out on bail, fresh out of jail. Uh-uh. <laughs> no more, B. Taking your ass right back into holding. And now we have to wait eight weeks for sentencing. I don't know about you, Bashin, but I was a bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was so nervous about about um about hearing the jury verdict because... You know, so many times in our history that we've seen things on video, which, which, which involve police brutality, right? And a lot of a lot of those officers were able to walk away scot free. Okay, Rodney King got his face beaten by the cops, and it was filmed on video. The evidence was there, but those officers. Got to walk away scot-free. Don't even got to mention Breonna Taylor. Videotaped. Scot-free. No charges. No charges. Those charges were dropped. And those officers got to walk away scot-free. Eric Gardner. Got to walk away scot-free. So, going into this, I was nervous. Because... I felt like, hey, it was a high possibility that Derek Chauvin could be found innocent of all charges. So when the guilty verdict came down, not once, not twice, but thrice, it felt so satisfying. I was so happy. I was so happy, Bastion, uh, because finally it felt like some justice was served. Okay, It might have taken a year. Okay, almost a year, but damn it, it it was done. We got it done. I'm happy. I'm just so happy. It's very interesting. the The trial started March eighth and ended on April twentieth. Uh, the trial is called the State of Minnesota versus uh, Chauvin, and just seeing it week to week, and we didn't discuss it on the show because then it. Would, uh, this is not the perfect show to do a week-to-week coverage on it. Word. And plus, our friend Trone did a great coverage on it anyways. Yeah, shout out to show. Word, shout out to Trone. Maybe we should have had him on, just have him discuss everything. Like, yo, break it down for the people. 
yeah, multi-analyze it. But yeah, yeah. definitely, um, definitely wanted to wait it out and wait till it was finished before discussing it. Because week after week, there was a lot of things that were coming from the trial that was trending, mm-hmm. talking about uh, the people they spoke, talking to, the people that were recording on the camera, right? talking New- to them. Mm-hmm. Numerous uh, sheriffs that, that was sheriffs. with the that was with, office. Right. That was with the plaintiffs. Um, um, the actual woman who recorded the whole incident happening, she was there. Yeah, um, pretty much most of the people that yeah. got different angles as well. An eyewitness was there as well, who 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 was um, telling off the cops. Basically, he was there. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of key witnesses were there that that definitely came to support. You know, and that came to to let their voices be heard and and to gain give their perspective on what actually happened. Which I'm so happy of. I'm so proud even the of person. That got uh that even the person the employee that got the alleged uh, counter yeah. bill from Floyd mm-hmm. had to be there and he was there like the first week yeah you know like the stress on that on the young boy man I was like damn and that was like the first week yeah that's kind of what what kind of steered me from talking about it on this show on right. a week to week basis but, you know what's crazy about that Bastion where um. Chauvin Pack decided not to speak at all. He he wanted to execute his right of using the Fifth Amendment. Right? He he seemed like he had no remorse. He had no he he had no emotion to him whatsoever. But the man, the young man who called the the cops initially, right, because of the the counterfeit twenty dollar bill, he feels so much remorse. Like he felt like all of this was his fault. Yeah. Right. He 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 just feels like like this haunts him to this day still, because when he was saying was, yo, what if I never made that call? You know, I mean, none of this would have happened if I just didn't make that call, if I just would have um, just had had that 20 taken out of my my pay or whatever, if I just would have, you know, gotten that 20, you know, none of this would have happened. Meanwhile, Chauvin was just there, you know, what I'm saying not not saying a word, not really you know, he just, he didn't show any sort of remorse. Yeah. For him to do the, to plead the fifth, I think it has a lot to do with like the defense because once they talk to him and they're going to break down like his train of thought, he, he'll have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. So for them to do that, it's just like just to move on with the trial. And once he did that, I think I knew it, it was pretty much over. Yeah. You know, I, in my mind, especially looking at the case week after week i felt like and also this is something in my mind too as well is a, a little theory that i have on the media control versus the like i say the internet and how we perceive things because when we see that nine minute video we know what's going on for all you know for all the minutes we, we're watching the whole thing when you're watching the george floyd video the media couldn't change the narration for that. No matter what they were wanted to do within right. the first month, they couldn't change the narration for that. But, you know, for other cases, they could change the narration during the first day, first week. And then you're going to have this kind of multifaceted different ideas going on. So when you have a lack of media ideas, especially on the public, it kind of helps with the juror selection as well because they're not being... Uh, I will call brainwashed by the media. It's like, oh no, it doesn't look too bad. It's not all bad cops and stuff. Like, no, this is very no, cut and dry right here. 
it's very straightforward. The mm-hmm. video is very straightforward. Yeah. The people in in the videos they're saying like, "Hey, this man can't breathe." This man saying he can't breathe. He's yelling for his mom. Like it, it's very straightforward. It's like all he had to do was move. When you can't even do that, and if like I said, you're watching the video, it's just very painful to watch. Yeah. Again, so, yeah. no remorse because he was because when that video was happening and and his knee was on his neck he was just staring at he was just staring straight into the camera too like yeah, no he, remorse not even no a remorse. blink like he that's knew what, what he was doing and that's what made it feel like yeah he you know shit, wanted to kill him and that's that's kind of what we got from it it is and guess what yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it G with you, Bashing. You know what? I'm gonna say it, okay? I'm gonna no, say it. All right. Not, I can't. No. I'm. I'm. I'm happy. You know why? Because this man is gonna be in jail. I can't wait till sentences. And hopefully, shout out to all the people that's that's locked up that listening to Black Seinfeld the show about nothing. And hopefully, you got homies that like homies. You know what I'm saying? Can all right, I'm gonna stop you there. Sticking his booty. Oh God, that's not funny. <laughs> That joke is not funny. I'm not joking. I'm serious. All right, all right. But um, the 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 case was pretty big. The media took it pretty quickly. A lot of angles on the media as well. Uh, people talking in the public. I, I really hate when media talk to the people in the crowd. I, I really do. I really hate when people talk to the crowd because no way you have like bullet points like you're ready to go. Especially of if you're really focused. Especially if you're you know a regular person that's there to support the protest of what's going on. And the biggest problem I had is how people in the media were responding to it that just didn't know how to say anything. Like, so, sometimes it's fine not to say anything, right? You don't have to say justice, you know? Like, it, uh, if you don't have anything to say, talk about the situation, talk about the next step. It's like, great, like, this was great, but the next step is this is what we're going to do next. Hmm. This is how we're going to solve the issue with uh, policing in our country. Because as many people are saying, policing in America is completely different from the rest of the world. It is. So, so you go to other countries, not military countries, but if you go to other countries, policing, killing people is not like a day-to-day thing. Yeah, not a day-to-day not occurrence common. compared to the United States. And I think it's crazy that there's certain jobs out there that's harder to, to even get but it's so easy to to become a police officer i know with the career that i'm trying to do um there's like a six-week training but also um at the end of every quarter you have to go back for retraining as well because you know they want to make sure that you know the job really emphasizes on safety and and making sure that everyone um you know what to do in 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 um in a high pressured situation so you're constantly getting trained and trained and trained and you have to go for training for like two months and it, it the training never stops it never stops because they want they want to make sure that you know what to do in a high pressured situations but it isn't the same with police like you just you could just apply like and and, and that's it like you good <laughs> yeah you could do your first round of training and then continue and it should be more of a formal training. Like, we could talk about it all day of, like, what they would need to do. It's like, yeah, defunding the police is pretty much taking all this excess power in their hands. And just limit, not one, just limiting, but two, like, controlling why they need weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Why why do they operate 
if someone's having ment- uh, like a mental breakdown at home and they're calling 911 for help, why are they sending the police? Like, what can this police do to help? They're not trained for that situation. The most they're going to do is try to like just restrain that person so they could be dealt with. Like, no, restraining them will make matters even worse. Mm-hmm. So that's it. It kind of leads into the questioning of like, what is America really? Because America correlates to their policing as a whole. And then you could tell, uh, compared to how the police union is compared to other com- companies, right? It's like they have such a, po- a strong police union, but they're totally against unions in other, co- in like Amazon, right? Yeah. Like the world's the biggest villain is like the police officer, right? And for some reason, they have the strongest union. Isn't that something crazy? So we could we could like I said we could go back and forth all day. It's like this is um very interesting case to get an all guilty verdict, but there's so much work that needs to be done. Exactly. And you would think with an all guilty verdict that, you know, this would send a, a message to officers in in saying that, hey, you will actually there's actually gonna be some sort of repercussions that will occur, but shoot just a couple hours, a young 16-year-old girl gets shot and Micaiah Bryant, RIP to her, got shot four times in the chest. And I thought that was, I thought this was like, this was fake for some reason. Like, I because I honestly didn't want to believe it because, again, 420 was such a good day. All right, we got a conviction, smoking that shelving pack, weed is legal in New York. Everyone's getting high, and now this tragedy just occurred hours after we got this verdict. And, you know, we'll have more details for you about next week, I'd like to say. But, you know, until then, you know, just rest in peace to to 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant. Well, that kind of shows... And in my opinion, I always thought that no matter what, no matter what the verdict was, it's not like the police was going to change, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if he got not guilty in all of them, right? For example, it's not like they were like, okay, we want to try to prevent this to make sure it never happens again. He gets guilty in all of them. It's like, well, that's yeah, a special case. He got guilty, right? And they'll just move along. If it happens to you, mostly like, people will have the union, your prosecutor, and they, you know, try to fix your case. Because what makes this case so different is the media outreach, yeah, that right? is true. So once the media notice the situation, everything is even heightened. Even the way they do the jury selection is a little bit more complicated. Because remember, um, Maxine, Wa- um, what's his name? Maxine Wa- Waiters? Waters. Walters. Maxine Waters mm-hmm. uh, said a comment about the protesters saying they got they got to be like you know standing around being a little bit more aggressive, and you know they wanted the whole case to be thrown out. They yeah. wanted the whole case to be thrown out then and like kind of do like a whole retrial. It's like, no, like even the, 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 the judge had to say something about it, but it's like, come on. Like they were, they were really waiting for a situation like this or something, but luckily that didn't happen. They spoke, they did the trial and that was, that was it 10 hours and they, they had an answer. Thank goodness. And also with, with, with the whole protest that happens, of course we have, um, sometimes there are riots that break out due to the frustration of, of a lot of these brutalities and, and murders. And now Florida, 
Bastion, good old Florida. First it was first it was Georgia with their voter suppression, and now it's Florida with their anti-riot bills now becoming law in Florida. Governor yeah. Ron DeSantis signed Florida's anti-riot bill law on Monday, a measure that vastly increases law enforcement powers to crack down on civil unrest. And who causes the most civil unrest? The police. Yeah, it's it's such a mind-boggling law to make. Mm-hmm. And for them to pass it. Because it it's pretty much a way for police to start arresting people you got without carte, any problem. Exactly. You got carte blanche status. You can do whatever you want to do. You have Teflon status. You have Teflon authority. Yeah. All you gotta do it's pretty it's pretty interesting uh what came up to my mind the minute I saw the the anti riot bill because you know in some situations let's say you do organize a product and protest you plan it two months ahead of time, do the whole facebook thing you get you get roughly a hundred people hundred thousand people coming out to do a protest mm-hmm. you know later in the night they could wait past five p m people are still protesting all they gotta do is put a, a couple bad cops in certain situations. In order to get them all rowdy. Oh, of course. And, and it's sociology. Once you get rowdy in one end, it kind of, you know, it's a domino effect. But and they yes, already. That, that has happened exactly. many times that, where cops happened. Um, have, have been in certain situations being what, what we'll call extra. Like, why are you being so extra for? Mm-hmm. Right? Or so some, when you, some cops are incognito as civilians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their their sole purpose is to you know, cause a commotion and, and basically start a riot. Yeah. So once you're there and they got what they wanted from it, then they'll be able to start arresting people. Exactly. It's basically the the um the lighting of a match. And they just they're just waiting for to to just let that flame start of engulf. And I think it's it's all BS at the end of the day because let, let's say 100,000 people protesting and they arrest, let's say they arrest two, maybe like 200 people. Those 200 people are kind of stuck in the system now. Yeah. Knowing they lost in the system, it's like there won't be enough media outreach to try to get those people back. Some of those people, especially in many of the protests that's been happening for the past year, they could still be locked up or they still have trial dates that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just stuck in it. That's right. Or... People start getting abducted by unmarked vans. That was hap- yeah. like what was happening last year. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, I was thinking about that. That's kind of what I'm talking about too. It's like they will create reasons for riots to happen. Actually, their idea of a riot will be completely different. Police isn't there to protect people. They're there to protect property at the end of the day. Right. So if they see any type of property damage, they'll deem that as a riot, hence start arresting people. Exactly. So if you be in the vicinity, you know, they'll up and book you. Easy. Yeah. I just find I just find a lot of the these laws coming into coming into play is just one is discrimination but two it's just it's just a violation of human rights. It's a violation of American rights. It's a violation of what America is quote unquote supposed to be. From the voter suppression laws and and now the the anti-riot law. I just find it all to be very anti-American, if you will. Yeah, 
Um, I, I think the whole thing is just um, nonsensical. It's like America is so focused on being this homeland and the free, but when you have these Republican or very conservative people, they, they, they're the ones that want to tighten up the rules. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can't allow that. We can't allow that. Mm-hmm. And then they'll bring up the same thing, like the forefathers fought for this. It's like, okay, but if uh, people of color or the opposition, of course, reflecting to the conservative ideas, it could be liberals or leftists. Outvote you. Now you want to get mad. Or have different ideas. Now you want to get mad. Now you mm-hmm. want to add more rules to the playbook. Right? Exactly. It's, it's the same thing as that. Like, you know, if you're playing a game as kids, then you do something to beat your opponent. And the kid's like, no, 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 that's that's not that's not true. That's a rule. You can't do that. It's like, no, it was never a rule. You just made it up just now because you don't like what I just did. And you're a sore loser. You're just a sore loser. So that's the way I look at it. Exactly. At day. What next are you going to do, huh? You're going to say we can't drink out of the same water fountain again? Cause that's that's right. what I feel like we're going down. The way the the rate in which these southern states are 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 creating these new bills and laws that are that are Republican dominated. That's why I feel like we're headed. Because yeah. what else can they do? Because they can do a lot more. I don't want to know what they are, but shoot. But see here, and here's the thing, right, Bastion? I don't like the fact that, you know, when they create these laws, right, and certain companies don't want to be part of that state, like when the MLB decided, hey, you know what? We don't like the fact that you created this voter suppression law. So guess what? We're going to do that all-star game that was supposed to be in Atlanta. We're not going to do it in Atlanta anymore. And now you got all these conservatives up in arms like, oh, you see, this is what cancel culture is doing. But my whole thing is, you know, this isn't cancel culture. This is basically us or a company. On like human rights. Right. Or, or a company being like, yo, you know what? We don't agree with what you guys are doing. So, you know what? We don't want to have business here. Like, why does it have to be cancel culture? Yeah, like you're 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 doing voter suppression, and it's so blatant that you're not even hiding it anymore, mm-hmm. right? Because you took you know took the playbook from Trump. Trump's playbook is kind of all over the place. Exactly. Like playbook, and it's like, come on, like, oh, what are you doing? Which, by the way, companies are suing Fox now for for putting pointing out that you know the whole voting thing was rigged. Like co- companies are actually suing Fox now for that. Okay, so. Hypothetically speaking, because this some um, bill is supposed to be in Orlando, but hypothetically speaking, we know it's never going to happen. But what if Disney goes, you know what? We no, don't agree. I, that's right. I, Bastion, what did I just say? What did I just say, Bastion? I know it's never going to happen. But <laughs> what if Disney just goes, you know what? We don't agree with what y'all are doing. So you know what? No more Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And Universal Studio goes, you know what? No more Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Y'all could just have SeaWorld. Would you be mad then, Orlando? Would would would, would you call it would you call it cancel culture now, Orlando? They Probably break the will. Meta. They break the meta. But uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, Bastion. It's just to nah, make I know a that's the fun. That's the joke. Yeah. That's the joke. Although it but... it will never happen. <laughs> never happen. No, nah, no. Nah. They own too much property. They own they own they own Orlando. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting because during the press conference of the anti-riot law, the officers did have like, you know, they did have like a sign. It's like this is what a peaceful protest looks like. This is what not a peaceful 
pre- um, peaceful protest. Okay, this is the right protest. Like this is what we'll start arresting people for to do. Like Florida is a happy place, and you know he's showing pictures about like happy spots in Florida. And let me tell you, like all the spots were Disney World. Like you telling me only Disney World is happy? Really? I mean, okay. it is. It is the the <laughs> moniker is the happiest place on earth. Like, come on, that's 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 passion. After Disney you is in Orlando Bowl. because sun and cheap land. That's it. Passion after the Super Bowl, all of the all of the teams are going to Disney World. You never you never hear, hey Tom Brady, you just won the Super Bowl. Where are you going? I'm living the dream. I'm going to Universal Studios. No, it never happens. You never hear that. <laughs> in the same area, but yeah, you're right. Disney World. It's so it's funnier there. Yeah. Smosh used to do this thing. Uh, I think it was like Food Wars, and at the end, it was like, "We're going to Disney World." Yeah. See, can I come? No. No. But it's the classic stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's. It's all nonsensical. I, I hate it all, man. I do, the, too. There is this point of time back in 2012 where it's like, hey, like the world is... United States is not the world, but United States is getting more uh, left, a little bit more liberal-leaning. Like, they think there won't be any Republican presidents for the next, like, 100 years. Shoot, I did. After and Obama? I was, I was like, bruh, it's going to be over. Like, Hillary... I don't like Hillary, but hey, whatever is going to happen. Wrong. Wrong. This I never was... believed that once. I was like, yo, uh, the marketing team for the Democrats is worse than like fast food restaurants that telling you don't use plastic. That is right? true. Good point, because I'm not going to lie. All right. Don't don't cancel me for this. 45 was hella entertaining in the beginning. He was so. I'm not gonna lie, bro. He was he was entertaining as hell. No, yeah, he, he had the best tweets. Oh man, the tweets were crazy. He was going after Jeb Bush. Remember that? That was hilarious. Oh, you're talking about uh 2015, 2016. Yes. Yeah, that was hilarious. I it was terrible. Like you don't want to see that happen. Oh no. Watch. Why it was hilarious. It was hilarious to watch, and then 2017 happened, and like. Like, it was still jokes still. Like, my man was saying Kofifi and all that stuff. Like, it was pure jokes. And then it just it just turned, bro. It just turned. It, it turned because everybody else was on board the train. So when you're on board yeah. the, the Cuckoo 45, it's just uh, it's not a good look. And that's why I never believed saying um, when they said, it's like, oh, uh, it's going to be very left. It's going to be very liberal, very uh, progressive for the next you know, 100 years because this is where the human mind is going. It's like, that's not true. In most parts of the world, they're they're going very conservative. That's how it is in Brazil. It's like, like you got to yeah. pay attention. Brazil, France. Uh, UK. Yeah, freaking Britain, of course. It's like, this is, this is kind of what's going on. This is the conservative backlash. This is the white fright or keeping, or keeping the heritage pure. Yeah, because we're, right now... The way I look at it, it's like we're in, I want to say the last era of like cash flow legacy. In that aspect, I'm talking about like all of these companies are making billions and billions. Yes. Right. They're making billions and billions, going to make trillions and trillions to the point where they have all the cash flow. Yeah. Right. They, they own all the money. Now they're going to control all the jobs and they're just going to have monopoly. And then they that's it. They're going to own everything. And this is the era that we're in. This is like, you know, what happened during the whole Rockefeller, uh, Carnegie. It's like, hey, you know, they're doing monopolies. They're controlling all aspects of the market. Then they crashed it on purpose because they're able to make more money during the crash. And this is what's going on. If I you agree. want to learn more, check out the book, Now I'm Climb the Shock Doctrine. Ooh. 
I know WBI likes to talk about that book a lot, and I actually do think it's a really good book. It's not dated. You'll be able to use today's references with the old references as well. Oh, look at us plugging WBAI merch. I'm not going to lie. It's like the only book I reference. (laughs) I got to add more books to the library. Well, hey, to be fair, I feel like I always plug in that uh, that Boku Super Immune Spray thing that, that helps me out, and it helps boost my immune system. So, hey, same thing. Naomi Klein's Shock doctrine yeah i'm a client shock doctor i don't have the book now but i have like other books like the design of everything and like dune you know those those mm-hmm. are the books i'm reading design and science fiction that's why i read it for fun oh that's what's up See, a lot of manga what i read for fun I, I like reading um stories about like people's struggles like memoirs i like reading those sort of books and i know john cena just came out with a new book that i want to read so shout out to John Cena. It's called um, Be a Work in Progress. Sort of like a self-help book. But it's John Cena. I'm a fan of John Cena. So yeah. Oh, Be you a Work in one. Progress. Be a Work in Progress. Yeah. And other and other things I'd like to tell my younger self. There's, there's only one self-help um, book I recommend. That's The Power of Now. But- oh, I thought you were <laughs> going to say The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. No, that book sucks. Oh, does it? I don't like that book. I read it. Oh, that's it's a quick sucks. read. It's a quick read. It's not disappointing. It's like it, it's uh, well, it could affect you differently than me as someone that did like business school nonsensical like those ideas like how to make friends. Mm-hmm. Wait, right? what? Like, not how to make friends. What is it? How uh, losing? It's like one of those books they always recommend how to how to be outgoing. How to? I'm, I'm, lo- I'm losing the title. Oh, how to make friends and influence people, like what? Like that's like one of the big books. Oh, if you ask them if, in that's like easy. business, ask them no, if they no, want to get into it's forex. easy because you're you're you, you know you're a charismatic person. Some people need this book. Yeah, ask them if they want to change their life through forex. That's how you make friends. Anyways, Dale Carnegie, uh, he, he was he was able to talk about twenty five ways to 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 win friends and influence people it's like yeah if you try to influence me this way i'll I'll be able to see it all right so i I know the system i know the rules if a million people read this book and they're trying to make friends like come on shout out to all my triple platinum members out there yeah let's get into the next song (laughs) get into the next song what what we got oh man the butcher coming hitter we got benny the butcher two chains off of the latest EP mixtape album, whatever the hell you want to call it, the plugs I've met too. This is Plug Talk. We'll be right back. Ah. The butcher coming. The butcher coming. Hey, yo, Harry, you crazy for this? That moose got the Harry Fry. The interview is talking Plug Talk. Got my name off of Drug Talk. Told you. Talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. They think I be glorifying the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-uh. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. I be glorifying how far we came to the bottom. Yeah. The interviews talking plug talk, got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah, I just wanna know about it though. Yeah. Uh. I 
only do it for the gangsters. Telling me I saved it. Quarter million for a tour overseas. I'm going to have to learn another language. You the richest on the team, but you still work the hardest, make changes. I fucked around and got famous right when the dope game got dangerous. And my interviews talking plug talk. On my last album, I explained it. When the fork telling you to work, I can clean a sink out and then drain it. Uh, real n****s underrated. That's why we never celebrated. True story, got a quarter from my plug on the day I got raided. Held it down, they ain't losing. Think he told but can't prove it. You hear sounds of the pot scraping. Me, I only hear music. Co-sign, I don't need one. I wasn't shooting, now I feed one. Hundred bands in the fridge next to a stick of butter and Capri Suns. My little bitch is the fattest. Body like she work at Magic. And since I'm rich, I deserve her. And she fuck a broke that's tragic. I flew her in from Houston. She listened to Scarface and Travis. Got the coat with the F's on the jacket. Got the kicks from Bell Harbor to match it. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off of drug talk. Yeah. Uh, interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a drug talk. Interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a drug talk. Yeah. Interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a drug talk. Yeah. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Bilingual and a multifaceted. Chris Kringle when I'm in my baggage. 100 feet above average. By 21, I was a savage. By 22, I had a foreign. By 23, I had crashed it. On 24, like mass burn. 25 letters on my dresser. Yes, sir. Plug talk like a Tesla. Bow hard, Uncle Fester. Did this with no effort. You in the hospital, put logos on a stretcher. Glide on them like Drexler. Slide on them like home plate. Man, you need to know the code gate. Getting cheese like Colgate. I can make the fuck rotate. I only care about me. I tell you, have a birthday on the wrong day. Turkey bags was my best friend. Bodyguard was an FN. I need a good rush to put a jet in. Yeah. And a foreign, that's my element. Got a scale to wear an elephant. Hell bound, but I'm heaven sent. And the bank bill belly man. Mean I'm laughing with the bag. Hit my plug on FaceTime. Make an order with my hands. Yeah. The interviews talking plug talk. Got my name off a of drug talk. Yeah. Shout out to all the plugs out there tuning into Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. That was Benny the Butcher, Two Chains, Harry Fraud. Plug Talk, the plug I met too, out now on all your phones. Stream it. It's a fire tape. It's a fire EP. It's a fire whatever, because I can't even tell the difference anymore nowadays. All right? It's just a dope project. Check it out. Griselda. Bring bring mixtapes back. That piff and all. Definitely. Bring back real mixtapes. I feel like Lil Wayne is one of the only people who do that still. Yeah. And Gucci. I think yeah, yeah. So let's get into music. Let's get uh, into music because we were just talking about Bane the Butcher, my yeah. favorite, my guy, Conway the Machine was back with another one. Did not listen to it. You did not <laughs> listen to La Makina? No, I did not. It, but it, hey, it's okay. Now, for those of you who do not know, Conway the Machine is one of my favorite rappers currently right now and one of my favorite Griselda members. Bastion's favorite is West Side Gun. So anyways, the reason why I love Conway the Machine, I just feel like he he's just way more grittier than than the trio. And also, whenever he just raps, I just feel him more. You know what I mean? He, he just has so much more emotion. Um I I feel like I could feel when whenever he's 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 happy, he's sad. Um he 
He's he's on his gangster-ish. I, I feel whatever he he's saying. All right, he evicts a lot of emotion when he raps. And La Makina, it's it's no different. You know, it's more it's more gangster talk. It's more drug talk. This is this is Griselda after all. This is Conway after all. And and, and yeah, it's it's not as to me. It's not as good as his 2020 release of From King to a God. I feel like From King to a God it had more of a story. And 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 um you know his rise to to the sort of um meteoric fame that he's in now with with the rest of his Griselda mates. This one right here just feels like a hey y'all hope y'all are doing well. Here's a little sum to hold y'all over, and that's what La Makina is. This is this is just gangster talk, drug talk, um, and I have no problems with it. I love the beats. Uh, I I love I love the bars. My personal favorite has got to be Scatterbrain featuring JID. Um, don't worry about the Ludacris. You can cut it off when Ludacris raps, honestly, because Ludacris. I'm sorry, bro. Like, stick to driving in space, bro. No, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like F- F9 coming through. Yeah, Fast and Furious Nine. Ironically enough, with John Cena in it as well. But yeah, bro. I saw that trailer. I was like, this is garbage bro what's going on it is garbage but guess what i'm not gonna see it <laughs> I'm, I'm done with fast and furious you know why i'm done with fast and furious because you have to watch it for content no i don't want to you know why because the people who are supposed to be dead are not even dead anymore han's been dead since 2006 why is he alive all of a sudden hey they they messed up they messed up they they designed a really good character and they killed him off all within the same. Can you imagine you design right. a character so good and you kill them off and the other movies like, but that was a really good character. He bro. was. And then, and then the, fr- it messes up the whole entire timeline too, because like there was fast and furious. And then there was like fast five and like fast six. And, and he was in it, but like the, the occurrence of Tokyo drift didn't happen then, but mm-hmm. like they're using all brand new cars and stuff, so it just messes with the timeline. If that makes sense, it doesn't make yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, I, I feel like because of how he is in other movies, uh, Tokyo Drift doesn't make sense of how he dies. Because you'll yeah, be like more aware of it. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, first it wasn't canon. Now it is canon, and that whole franchise if, if, if is just... non-canon. Then that's fine. Just no, do it that. is it is canon though. This is, let's say non-canon. It's very easy. So, oh, it, it happened in the alternate universe. You know. <laughs> but anyways, easy, easy. Uh, just write the letter. Back to Conway. Yeah, this is a good. This is a good. Uh, Eleven track, forty minute album. It's one of my favorites so far of the year. Um, I give it a strong seven out of ten. That's just me. It's not a. It's not an eight. Definitely, it's not an eight. Like from King to a God was, but this is this is a nice little appetizer to get your beak wet for more Conway. I'm assuming he's always going. They're going to have some more stuff release throughout the year. So this is a nice little start. I'm assuming that's how other artists want to be like. They want to be like uh, that. Everybody in Griselda, where once they finish a project, they'll be able to release it mm-hmm. as. Yeah, I think they probably hold it at most like three to five to six months. It's like, all right, this is enough time. I listen to it. It's still good. Drop it. And that's it. Definitely. So another album that came out, Slime Language 2, uh, Young Stoner Life, Neil Young Thug and Gunner, then also a bunch of other guest artists that you will assume that's right there 
there's a Y Y N W Melly song in there. That's just like, it's like I wonder how long or mm-hmm. they had that song. Yes. Oh, um, for 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 the record, the Young Stoner Life. That's um that is Young Thug's group. Basically, think of Lil Wayne with Young Money, Cash Money. Um, this is the same with uh, with Young Thug and and Stoner Life. It's a collective of all of his artists that is under him. Um, yeah. Basically, yes. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but in terms of the the whole album, it's a really long album. It's an hour and fifteen minutes long. I heard it a couple of times, but not enough time for me to give it like an exact review. There are songs that feel skippable and boring. There are songs that are interesting that I may give some more time that I probably like. Um, of course, the standout tracks are the or tracks to where your favorite artist is. Like if you see a future track. You want to listen to future once you skeptic track. Just want to listen to skeptic. Big Sean, you know, like Drake had a verse, and I thought, wow, this is the most boring Drake verse ever. Even Travis Scott. So that's My- kind of how I felt about the whole project. It's 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 nothing too crazy, not yeah. nothing life changing or anything. But that's how most music is nowadays. You can't complain. Yeah. So if you especially especially if you're making like a project with all your artists, they're going to sound similar to you. Yeah, I felt the same way, Bastion. I'm not going to lie. Once I saw how long this album was and how many tracks there were, I immediately groaned because I just felt like... I feel like any music that has 20 or more tracks, I just feel like it's just going to be a chore to get through because I just feel like I'm just going to... I'm just going to have to, like, just really buckle down and just really just get through all the songs. So I already knew from then on, like... I was not going to be a fan of this album. And yeah, I'm not a big fan. Like it doesn't do it for me. No. But, no. I I, I kind of equate this to like, you know, when like David Bowie and, and Iggy Pop used to make music together. It's like mm-hmm. at a certain point, Iggy Pop sounds like David Bowie, right? That's just because they work well with each other. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens when you're kind of surrounded by a young thug. I think you will just start to either sound or just go sonically that direction. Right. They have similar flow. Uh, similar subject patterns. I'm, I mean, subject matters, and that's that's just what's going to happen when yes. you make your own group. And I'm sorry, like seriously, like the best group of all time is still Wu Tang. And you, of course, you got you have to throw Odd Future because they're just a bunch of groups that you put together in the collective. But that's how it works. Like you can't sign one by one the master style. You you kind of have to like. They had to be such alphas, or I used to term alpha as in like a high and the, the orders, like strong personalities, mm-hmm. in order for them to be like, you know, interesting and different. I think what so, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say like some of these groups, they, they don't work. Griselda works, I think, because they're able to do their own solo projects and you see more of them in their solo material. Yes. And they don't sound the same. They all have their own distinct personalities. They have their own distinct rhyme flows. Hell, they have their own distinct um, plugins. Like they have their own distinct. All right, for for example, um, Benny's gonna be like the butcher coming, uh, and then freaking Westside is gonna be like, hey yo, boom 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 boom. You know that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, they have yeah. their own. They have their own they little catchphrases. Yeah, man. What what so side they're gonna talk about? Re- he's gonna talk about wrestling a lot more. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, Conway did it too. He has some track called like Sister Abigail and stuff like that. You know, based on Bray Wyatt. Shout out to Bray Wyatt. 
Because, you know, they're both wrestling fans. But, like, West Side Gun, he was at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> he was front row at WrestleMania. So that's what I mean. It's like some artists, they're so different. I think you need to be different before you hop in the group and start, you know, selling the project. And this is just another project. Yeah. I don't know who this is for. I don't know if it's like something the record label needs to drop in order to get their names out there before you start promoting them. I don't know. It gives them more time to work with other people to gain experience. Mm-hmm. If it's like that, then I totally understand. But if uh, it's, it should be nobody's top 10, you my, know? Yeah, definitely not. Some of my favorite tracks include uh, Came and Saw with Rowdy Rebel. This man has not missed so far. This man has been out of jail. He's been killing it so far. Come and Saw, one of my favorites. Oh, I actually really like the Skepta track. Really like that one. That that was dope. Um, what else did I like? What else I like? What else I like? Uh... Oh, the the Big Sean track. He killed it. I didn't expect him to go off like that, but he did it. I, I, I will always tell you this: Big Sean knows how to deliver his, in his features. If you ask him to do that something for you, he will be able to do it for you in the feature. Hey, you if know he... what? I agree with you. Just make sure Kendrick is not on the same track as him, okay? Because you know what happens when Kendrick is on the, the same that track as Big Sean. That beef is so old, bro. It's done. It's no, done. That, I'm not, I'm not even talking. Old. I'm not even talking about the beef. I'm, remember with um, DJ Khaled's record, right? Mm-hmm. Holy key! Like Big Sean came in, murdered it, right? Then right after Kendrick came on, and Kendrick blew Big Sean right out the damn water. Remember that? I'm not even talking about the control verse. I'm talking about that track in particular. Holy key. Yeah, I don't remember that song. I might have to uh, check check back on that. Arguably, that was Khaled's best album. That was the height. That was the peak height of Khaled. Like the first five tracks on that record was bomb. It was I got the keys. Then it was Drake's for free. Then it was Nas album almost done. Then it was Holy Key. And then the fifth one was um, J Cole's interlude. Like that I was do the remember first all the five. singles, but I don't remember the album itself. Yeah, those were the singles though. But like, and that was like the first five tracks of that album. I remember yeah. that perfectly. But yeah, um, this this album is not gonna rock the boat. This album is not gonna make my top ten. If anything, this deserves a five, just based on how many tracks there are alone on this. I immediately went to five because I can take out at least half of these records, and it will be a better project. Yeah, yeah. Like anything else in the music and on? Um, no, as far as albums, no, okay, no, but something big did happen this past 420. The How High versus Special that involved Redman and Method Man and Bastion. You retweeted a tweet that I sent out because at the end of the day, again, I was right, okay, because this battle should have been a tag team battle Raekwon and Ghostface versus Red and Method Man. Because guess what? Some of the same damn guests that was with Ray, with, that was with Ray and Ghost were the same damn guests for Red and Method Man. You had Capadonna, you had Inspector Deck, you had Goddammer. <laughs> Basically, you had the damn Wu-Tang. But also, what was cool, though, was um was Red Man's guest, which was the Hit Squad. All right? You had Eric Sermon. You had Keith Murray. Um, what was the other guy's name? I forget his name. Whatever. Yeah, I don't remember myself, but yeah. But damn it, the Hit Squad was there. EPMD was there. Um, DJ Cool was there. That was dope. Um, 
I thought the the battle within itself again, it was very Raekwon and Ghost because Red and Meth they were playing they were doing tracks together and hell, uh, Red Man was was being Method Man's hype man and vice versa as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the battle with the battle it was fun. It like it was cool. Um, but I think after after what we witnessed Easter Sunday, I don't think it was as great as that. I don't think. Nothing is going to touch it. Nothing is still going to touch the Isley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fires. This one was cool. Not going to lie. This one was good. This one was, this one was great. It just, to me, I don't, I don't think it was, it's going to be that talked about. That's just me. That's just my opinion. They just kind of played it off a little bit wrong. Yeah, the 420 aspect. Maybe it was the timing of everything. I think I think the 420 aspect of it too, because I mean, on one hand, I understand, right? They made how high, but like, whenever, but when I think about smoking weed, like I don't think about Red and Method Man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, when I think about high, how high, I think of like little little Yachty, you know? Uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That movie. I didn't even see that movie. I never saw it. Good. But I know, like, I know everyone was saying, and, and you included, was um, the fact that I wanted Wiz Khalifa and Currency to, to do a, a versus. But you were like, you know, they're too, re- they're, too, they're too recent of artists. Like, they still have things going on for them. And, and you know, versus is really for older acts to, to showcase their discography and really get their flowers while they're here. You know what I mean? And which I, I totally... I can see that perspective. It's just for me when it comes to 420, like I don't automatically go with Red and Method Man. I I would have wanted a a Wiz Khalifa in in the currency. But also, I guess like if you want to talk about weed, like we could have done like a Cypress Hill battle or something. Because Cypress, it's, it's like who like who's ready, right? Mm-hmm. You could present those ideas and like ah, uh, I'm here right now. I can't da da da. You know, you got to make sure everything is lined up. Make sure they're all COVID right. You know, restrictions and all. It, I think that's how it is at the end of the day. But I do agree with you. You know, it would be much better if they had like uh, they added more artists to that list, especially for a 420. But at the same time, you said this before. It's like versus is going a little bit too off, too far off the cliff. Where yeah. it's just too big and you're doing too much, mm-hmm. so you got to keep it safe. And what they did was fine. Like they invited all their friends and family. These are people they've known and made music with for a very long time. Of course, so it, it was easy. You know, once you have the RZA, you know, shout out to the RZA, the ruler, the Zig Ziglar, <laughs> Bong Bong, Bong Bong. <laughs> oh, I will say this though, Bastion. Did you notice the um, the projection in the background? Like there was actually images. I didn't in see that. the whole thing. Okay. I only saw bits and pieces of it because I was busy last night. Okay, that's uh, fair. But yeah. Well, yeah, they had they had um images playing in the background. It it was it wasn't like music videos, but you know it was like moving images and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and it seems like they were playing around with with um, you know just just stuff in the background, images in the background. So I know I've been saying this for the longest, but I will still say it and I will still repeat it until it's done. Missy Elliott, Busta Rhymes versus Battle. You've been messing around with the videos and stuff. Hey, put two big ass projections in the background. Play the videos in the background too. Make it you happen. Really have versus. to organize that. They they can. It will be organized. They hey. need like a electronic DJ. 
that knows how to sync music with their projections, if they could do that, I I think it'll probably be like one of the best. I think so too. Out there, which is why I think they were they were doing that now. They were messing around with with the uh, images now. Maybe this okay. could this was their like the little test drive to see what they can do, because yeah. with the uh, Isley Brothers and Earth Wind and Fire, they didn't do that, but with Red Band and Method Man, they had images in the background. Okay, yeah, I can imagine because um, you know we've we've seen a bunch of Fine Lotus shows, but yes, he has have. like keys to match the music yeah. that he's playing and 3D so everything... glasses and 3D glasses, which so I still have mine. Always in sync, no matter what. Word, and I still have my 3D glasses, by the way. I threw mine away, but yeah, all in all, I I did enjoy the Red Man Method Man versus. I enjoyed the fact that they didn't really talk that much. You know, they just went into the Went into the playlists and tracks and stuff. I thought that was great. Um, they were definitely high. Not gonna lie, they were definitely high because there was a bit of mess ups, if you will. There's a bit of mishaps, but hey, I understood. It's 4:20. It's gonna happen. And yeah, it it was still it was enjoyable. Not gonna make it's it's not as big as Earth, Wind, and Fire though. Sorry, like that's that's, that's Teflon. Two different groups. Come I know, on, man. but it's still te- that is Teflon right there, dog. Four hours, bruh. Four yeah. hours. All right. Gotcha, gotcha. That was Teflon. Um, yeah, and speaking of, you know, giving their artists their flowers while they're here, man, I just want to say rest in peace to Black Rob, man, who recently passed away this past Saturday, man. It was tragic. You know, he was only 51. Get he he was sick. I know we I know some of us saw the video of, of Black Rob, you know, sending prayers out to DMX and you know he wasn't he wasn't looking too healthy and you know he he recently just passed away um so shout out to black rob you know what's crazy when whenever like something from like a former bad boy artist um happens like they meet like the discussion immediately always goes to to diddy and how diddy handled his artist back then i think that's very important and i think we should continue having that discussion i agree because Diddy recently he he was he made statements to like corporations saying you know um you should you should um play you should um you know hire more black people or 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 compensate black artists or or compensate black creators you should you should pay us what we are owed and all that stuff I don't I don't know if you've seen it yeah I saw it and okay. I thought it was like this is not okay it's like what's the terminology the kettle calling calling the pot, black the, yeah it's the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's just uh, it's so nonsensical because like as corporations to hire black people, when you are a person that's able to kind of create for other black people and you don't even want to do that correctly, they're like, there's right. no point to even listen to you. So, well, ask corporations for money. Like, no, do your own thing. That's it. That's well, it. No more corporation checks. Well, doing your own thing. Well, let me ask you this, Bastion, because it seems like Diddy after, you know, all the artists he's he's screwed over, you know, the locks, mm-hmm. Mace, Cassie, Red Cafe, One Twelve, Dandy Kane, the band, the band two, Red Cafe, <laughs> yeah, Red Cafe, um, Loon. Remember, Loon got the hell up out the country. Okay, of course, Black Rob. All these bad boy artists. You said Shine already. Oh, I did not. I did not say Shine. Shine. Can't forget Shine. Can't forget Shine. That man is not even allowed in America anymore. Is he in Jerusalem now? 
No idea. I like I remember he went to Belize and I think he went to Jerusalem. But anyways, um despite all of that stuff happening, Diddy was he he's He's now trying to make amends with a lot of these artists that he did wrong. Like, now he and the Locks are cool. He and Mace are cool. Why he, he cut the... them a check or something? You know, I, I don't I don't know what he did, but he definitely did talk to these artists. Like, he and Loon, like, started talking again. And I and I never thought he and Loon would ever talk again. Okay? Like, he must have gave him a piece of the pie or something. Maybe. Like, here's some Ciroc shares. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like... All right, fine. This is forever. This is family. Sure. Right. This is this is La Familia. Give me the chain. Yeah. And it seems like Diddy has been trying to, you know, right the wrongs that he that he has done in in the past. Right. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do we keep ridiculing Diddy for what he did in the past or do we let Diddy, you know, do we forgive? Yeah, do we forgive Diddy for what he's done because he is trying to right these wrongs? And you know, do we allow him to 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 speak and and tell corporations to pay black creators? It, this is the only way where I would forgive Diddy if he one writes his wrong, but loudly, like telling people that this is what he's doing. Two, um, completely talk against the system that he was for, that he worked for. You know, during his starting from like the 90s I think he started in the late 80s right yeah. starting from the late 80s all the way to today the businesses that he has uh, the industry just talk against it talk down on it talk about the flaws of it if he does that then sure I'll believe him right I'll be- I will really believe him if he talks down on that industry then sure and of course you know help the people that he uh, ruined that's the only way that I'll believe Diddy, if he could talk down on that industry, talk mm-hmm. about their flaws, talk about like how they screw over artists every mm-hmm. single day, every single check you get is not your check. Talk about the streaming service, mm-hmm. talk about the real streaming service and how uh, streaming services are paying the the record labels, like how they really get in the check, and you're just getting the percentages that they're advertising. Mm. So, so yeah, that's that's the only way that people could forgive Diddy if he just switch sides on them, you know. All comrade Diddy. Be real though. Do you think Diddy would actually do that though? Uh, certain, it could be a certain aspect on his life that could just do like a you know psychological twist. That's how most people are after a certain age, depending on how big they are, especially someone with the uh, grandeur as ideas yeah. as Diddy. True, the man owns Ciroc. Right, so you could you could get to that level. It's either you become more corporate or you just do a complete one eighty. And in my opinion. He's, I think he'll still stay more corporate, but mm-hmm. be more self-aware of like, every, no one trusts you because of what you've done because of your past, right? right? But of course, we had this conversation before. We always made jokes like, you know, uh, you sign, sign with, with Rock Nation, Yo. I'll sign with good music. Oh, da, yeah, da. yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it's because like it's just relatively just how it is. But it makes more sense. You look at Rock Nation and the roster. Exactly. Not signing every, with Bad Boy. Are you crazy? Yeah, it's like you rather go to Rock Nation because once you see the roster and you see all these artists are free, Hell it's not yeah. like they're complaining that, oh, they're holding my album, da da da. It's like, no. Jay like, Electronica took 15 years to drop a damn album, yo. That's just show you how good the contract is. If you could do whatever you want and drop your own album on your own schedule, then sure. Of exactly. course, you have the first artists like Wale and Diddy that they were working on. Those, th- That's what happens when you're the first of, yeah. you know? 
fell projects. But hey, if you look at the new artists today, they're definitely scaled up and uh, very different. But that's that's the way I look at it. It's all about evolution. It is all about evolution. And real quick, man, before we head out, I just want to talk about the fight actually happened, Bastion, and I didn't watch it. I only saw it on on Twitter because it was only a couple seconds. Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, bruh. Did you see it trending on Twitter? Um, I noticed a trend when I had a friend talk complain about um, Saweetie's uh, oh, performance. Yeah, I heard it was awful. And then it's like Doja Cat performance. And then I ended up watching both. It's like, well, Doja Cat, like, you know, it kind of goes back to my old theory what I was saying last week and the week before last week. But I don't want to keep bashing, sweetie. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not that type of person. But, like, there's a guy. This like, leave that up talented. to Kevin Samuels, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it up for the other doers and stuff um, to comment on uh, industry plants and artists. Like, yes, sweetie needs more time. Like, she yes. will build the artistry that Doja Cat had a couple more years to build. Remember, Doja Cat really was out there before she was Doja Cat. That's right? true. The name itself. She was doing these performances. Of course, she has better stage presence. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So, yeah, sweetie will learn soon, soon. You know, it's a pandemic. She hasn't had time doing concerts on the low. So, yeah. Passion, I find it crazy that, yo, Jake Paul really knocked out Ben Askren within the span of, like, 10 seconds, bro. Had seven seconds. It was pretty quick. Bruh, it was so quick where... It... You think it was rigged? I'm not gonna lie, bruh. From one angle, it did look like it was fixed, bruh. But but from the other angle, nah, he he really hit him. And and the and the thing about um Ben Askren is he's not he's not a good striker at all. He's actually the worst striker ever. Like he's not good with his hands at all. When it comes to the ground and pound and wrestling, he's great at that. But again, this is boxing. Like it's all about the hands. And unfortunately, whether you like it or not, Jake Paul is a bit more experienced when it comes to the throwing the hands, bro. This man has not lost yet, okay? He he beat KSI's younger brother, okay? Then he knocked out former Nick. He beat KSI's younger brother, really? Yeah, he beat KSI's younger brother's ass. That was his first fight. Oh man. And then KSI he... is huge. I didn't know how huge KSI was. Yeah, KSI is huge. This man got music with like trippy red and all that jazz. Like he he really big out here in these streets. And then freaking Jake Paul beat former Knicks, Nate Robinson's ass. We all saw what happened then. And now we beat Ben Askren. Listen, I'm getting sick of this, all right? We Mike need to... Tyson when? <laughs> yeah, that was the Mike Tyson one. Exactly. I'm sick of this, Bastard. We need a, a formidable opponent for Jake Paul. And Mike I'm sick Tyson. Of this. I decided. Nah, dude. It can't be Mike Tyson. I, he needs to balance. He needs this. This is this is how people forgive Mike Tyson. Destroy Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul is like twenty four. Mike Tyson's fifty something. Hey, uh, we we seen the Rocky movies. We know how it goes. Nah, man. I think Jake Paul needs like he's he's like in his amateur boxing stage. Like like Jake Paul is actually you know he he actually got some hands. I'm not gonna lie. Like Mike Tyson. I'm from the boys upstairs, the marketing team we've discussed, and we said uh, Jake Paul versus Mike Tyson will bring in the most numbers, and they will both leave with the bag. What if, okay, yeah, Mike Tyson, there's no way in hell Mike Tyson's losing that. No way in hell. But again, Mike Tyson's like an actual boxer. You know what I'm saying? He's an actual fighter. Jake Paul Mm -hmm. isn't that. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's still got to be amateur, or or else it's not going to be fair. 
Paul knows where the money's at. And also, he, he keeps talking about McGregor, McGregor too. That is true. So, McGregor got his ass beat by Floyd. You think Jake Paul is not going to beat Conor's well, ass again? The Floyd thing was a little bit necessary. It's more like a uh, interesting science project talking about MMA fighters and boxing. That yeah. was necessary, and it had to happen eventually. Okay. So I'm glad it happened with the best of their time at the time. Where the was Floyd wasn't the wasn't in his prime, but he was no. still fighting. But still, no, he retired, and then he and then he came out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it was it's very important. It was very important. Fair Not enough. really. I don't care. But you know, it was just funny. It was just it good was and funny. Interesting. It, it was. That's funny. why we make good content. You know, this is what good content looks like. Facts. It really is, man. So Jake Paul versus Mike Tyson. <laughs> All right, you hear to hear, folks. Jake Paul versus Mike Tyson, and that's how we are deciding to end this episode of Black Seinfeld. We really hope that you enjoyed this show. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Tonight, we're going to go out with Gold Fronts from Fouché featuring Lil Wayne. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Black Seinfeld. We'll talk to you again next week, which is going to be the last week of April. We're going to be in May pretty soon, man. Damn, time is flying. It's going to be May. It's yes, going to be May. So for everyone here at Black Seinfeld, take care. Smoke on that Shelvin pack. Peace. Peace. They don't make enough pay. This stream of thoughts spilling off my notebook And they don't make the same type anymore Oh, my homies got problems And we so better what you do today I stayed at my phone for hours since the city's about I don't get to respond
take my gold friends. They can't take these white cups that I just pulled up. They can't take these gold teeth. They can't take this gold leaf that I just rolled up. They can't take my gold blunt. Can't take my bullet holes up. Can't take my close up. They can't break my holes up. They can't break these shoulders and make my quota. And I'm the one they take their notes from. The one they try to take their flow from. And if they drip, then I'm the one that it all flows from. Silence up the lamb. Don't wake this gold up. They can't take the same road up. They can't take when I roll up with both my doughs up. They can't take all these chokers. The gold one, the yellow gold, white gold, not a rose one. Can't break all these boulders. I broke up. 